0: You probably have more evidence than you realize that people are already listening to what you have to say. You just discredit yourself every single time that you speak. You're listening to In It. This is for anyone who is in the trenches, in the process and pursuit of a life fully lived. And I want you to know that I'm with you. I'm your host, Lindsay Plavick. Let's do this. Today, we're going to talk about how to develop your voice. We're going to talk about the hesitations that come up around using your voice, why you may have held yourself back from using your voice. And my goal is to get you talking like a chatty (laughs) Kathy. That's my goal. Okay. Okay. Because here's what I want you to know about me. I think it's very easy to listen to somebody talking about how to speak, but I need to help you understand that in order for me to be able to get to be able to speak to you the way that I'm speaking to you today, I've practiced for five, six years now on communication and how to develop the skill, how to hone in this skill, and how to learn to work this vocal muscle in being able to bring Thoughts, ideas, vision, and to get people to listen to me. That didn't just happen. That didn't just happen. Okay. I think it's really easy to maybe look at people that are good communicators and they're like, oh, they got something I don't. Well, maybe there is a skill of talking that is there, but all good communicators have to actually work on and develop that skill. And I truly believe that anyone can become a good communicator if they want to. But I want you to know that communication is very different than your voice communication is talking, okay? Your voice is something that's going to actually create action. It's going to compel. It's going to cut through. It's going to stand out. It's going to make a difference because people can talk all day about nothing. And it doesn't impact people and it doesn't infect people. It doesn't shape people. It doesn't move people. People can talk all day and they're just talking. They're just communicating. They're just putting words out of their mouth. If you want to actually develop your voice – A voice that people hear, a voice that people are attuned to, a voice that people know, a a voice that can cut through, a voice that can make change, a voice that can impact your generation in this time. That's something we're gonna work on. We're gonna we're gonna hone in on that because your voice is very different than talking. And I wanna help you feel confident in the voice that you have inside of you. And I wanna start off by saying that everyone everywhere has this moment where they come to, where they have a desire to want to use their voice. They want to be able to make an impact and using your voice is very much a part of making an impact, especially on the platforms that we navigate in. Okay. It is, and and even if you're not on a social platform, if you're in some type of organization, you're building some community, you know, if you're a leader in wherever you are, you're going to want to be able to develop a voice that people hear, that people listen to, and that people want To learn from you. They want to be inspired by you. They want to gain knowledge from you. Your voice is required because inspiration I can can only take you so far. Inspiring pretty reels can only take you so far. It really can because there comes a moment where I really feel that your voice has to cut through the noise of what you're wanting to do. And I'm going to tell you a couple ways that you're never going to be able to find your voice. Okay. You're never going to be able to find your voice when you are constantly drowning in the voices of others. I did an episode um, back in the first season called The Consumption Glutton. Um, and essentially, that episode was directed about people that are just constantly taking in so much information, constantly taking in so many perspectives that they are just engorged with information with data and i believe that this also happens when it comes to the voices that we take in i think on social media right now you know we see these things and it's just a carousel of of people's words and words and words and listen words can be used for inspiration they but they can also be used in harm and i think that when we are In the process of trying to develop our own voice, we have to be very, very, very careful with the voices that we're taking in and how much communication and voices that we're allowing because we're trying to develop our own and it's very, very hard when you're trying to develop your own, when you're just drowning in a sea of other voices and other perspectives, because you're not going to be able to distinguish your own voice from the voice of another. So let me let me give an example. You can listen to something. You can agree with that person. You can listen to, maybe you're listening to my podcast right now. You're like, holy crap, like Lindsay, what Lindsay's saying I'm driving with, I feel this man, I feel this. And, and you want to share that and you want to take what's being said and you want to present it as your own information. Great take a second of pause and be able to figure out what's my voice in this. What am I hearing that I'm resonating so much with? Okay, great. Why? Why am I resonating so much with what she's saying? Why is this so impactful? Why does this speaker, this person, why did this just hit me so hard? Okay. Okay it's not because that person said it. It's because something in, in what they said activated something in me. You have to sit with that to be able to begin to develop what your voice is around this concept, around this thought, around this idea. Okay, But if you're listening to so many people and so many voices, you are never going to hear your own it's going to be so hard. And you're going to just start listening and listening and listening and listening and listening. And it's just going to be so many different perspectives from so many different people that trying to figure out your own thoughts is going to become – uh, really, really, really arduous. And you're just going to want to reach for somebody else's ideas. There's some tension in this. There's some tension in this when you're trying to develop your own voice. You got to tune out. Maybe you maybe you just follow one, two, three max people where you're like, I love what they say. I love what they say. I love what they say. And I'm going to just kind of stay in this inspirational vein. But then I'm going to try to really like take a self-inventory of like, okay, love that for her, but, but that's not quite what I, you know, it's, it's putting up some boundaries with how much we're allowing people to communicate with us. And I'm not saying that we don't be, we, we don't say teachable. I don't, I'm not saying that I'm saying that when we're, when we are trying to work the muscle of our own voice, we cannot take in so many voices of another. It's just going to make the process really cloudy. It's going to make you feel like you're drowning in opinion and you're, you're going to be fighting to find what you really think and what you really want to say. So do that exercise I just said where if you're resonating with someone, don't be so quick to just grab onto that, regurgitate what that person said. Yeah, sure, you can share it for inspiration, but then follow up with the your own words. Maybe it's a written thing. Maybe you sit down with some time where you're writing, okay? Writing is really hard for me. <laughs> and that's a funny story. Well, there's a funny story there, but I'll tell it another day. But writing is really challenging for me the physical act of writing, but when I'm writing in a story slide, like if I take a picture, um like or if I'm creating a reel, I can write better with like a mixed media rather than just like sitting at a laptop. So if you're like listening to the podcast, maybe you like take a are you listening to somebody that you really respect? Maybe you like bring your computer while you're listening and you're taking some notes for yourself of like okay I want to go back here I want to make note here I want to I want to bring my story to this story because that's how you're going to begin to start shaping your voice by making impact with the things that are impacting you but you have to create reflection time for that. If it's just Because reg- otherwise, it's just going to regurgitate, regurgitate, regurgitate. Or you're going to think that you're going to have to be that voice. You're going to have to copy and paste what somebody else says. And then you're never going to find your people because you're just going to be putting someone else's voice into your own mouth. Trust me, I made that mistake. Did it. You know, it kind of worked for a minute. But then I was miserable <laughs> because I didn't actually have my own thoughts, my own ideas, my own visions being able to be expressed. And I think that that's really important when you're trying to create something. I said, otherwise you're just going to regurgitate what others are saying and you're just going to get lost in in sauce. (laughs) And And I don't want you to be able to experience that. So find ways to mute the other voices, grab onto just maybe a handful. And I'm talking a handful, like handful is five. (laughs) I don't think you need to be hearing more than five people's perspectives when it comes to trying to articulate your own voice. It's just going to get really, really, really tough for you. And I don't want you to be able to make this harder than it needs to be. Okay. So find ways to put guards and blocks around things that feels like it's infiltrating the process of you developing and honing in on your voice. Okay grab onto one or two or three inspirations. Okay. You can't find your voice unless you practice using it. This is profound. This is so important. You cannot find your voice unless you practice using it. Okay. This is a, I want you to envision your voice as a, as a weight that you pick up in the gym. Okay. If you want to build muscle mass, you have to actually, I love the fact when you're using, when you're lifting the weight, it's actually not the curling of the weight, but it's the Releasing of the of the weight that makes the muscles respond. It's not actually like the, oh, we're curling. It's the repetitive like extension that actually requires the pressure to be built. And what's so important is when you are working your vocal muscles, it's so much less about what's coming out when you're trying to develop it as it is to flex it, extend it, to project it to start learning how to hear yourself, it's so crucial. So what I what I tell people is practice, practice using your voice. When you get in the car, start talking to yourself, record yourself. You know how many times I've done that? I have literally been in the car and I get an idea and I get a thought and I go, oh my God, I need to record this. I need to record this right now or I'm going to forget it. And this is good. And I need to practice talking. And then I need to listen back to myself. And I need to be like, okay, okay, what was what was good about that? What, what could I have done better? Okay. All those things. You know, get on a video, record some videos that you're never going to publish. I think there's a lot of pressure that people put on themselves to put the camera in front of their face. And then what they say in that moment, they have to hit go the minute that they say it. Yes, there's going to come a time for that. But if you are someone who is paralyzed by fear around using your voice, then you need to start practicing to use your voice. You need to start getting comfortable with putting out your thoughts if you have a thought about something without judgment. This is the big one. You're practicing. Okay. Would you, as a lot of you people are parents, would you let your kid be practicing for some sport and they're practicing for a game or, or maybe they're learning a new skill for the first time and they mess up and they fall or they make a mistake? Are you going to point at your kid and be like, oh my God, they freaking suck. This kid can't do this. Oh, this was their first day and they didn't nail it. And they th- this is a joke. No, you're not going to do that to them. And you wouldn't do that to really anybody else. So why would you do it to yourself? It's messed up. We don't want to be practicing skills with judgment because that's just going to lead to a lot of shame and we're not going to get anything done. You wouldn't do that to your kid. Don't do it to yourself, okay? When you are learning the skill of, commun- of 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 speaking, of honing in your voice, you have to remove some judgment from yourself, especially if you've never done this before, okay? When I first got up to talk for the very first time and I was putting on myself like a tape and, and I was, uh, I was recording like a video. I was scared to death. I overthought it to death. I was so afraid. I was saying the, I I, I remember like watching myself back for a a video and I, I listened to this, even the sound of my voice has changed. It used to be this very like high pitched, like, um, almost like quiet, like hey guys, like, hope you're doing so good today. Oh my God. I remember the first video I saw, it was like, oh, it's like, this is like so super awesome. Like, I can't believe you guys are all tuning into my live. I was like, oh, hi, Aunt Becky. Like, I'm so glad that you guys are here. Oh, there's my mom. Hi. Oh, a thousand interruptions. But you want to know what people stayed and they listened. (laughs) I got to find that video and post it. I've posted it before, but people stayed. They listened to what I have to say, even though I wasn't communicating the way I'm communicating now. And I was so like, Oh, it's so cool. You guys are here and I'm, I'm starting this new business and I'm, I'm really scared and I, oh, but I'm, I'm going to do it. They stayed. They listened. They didn't black out. They didn't whatever. That was the perfect time to be judged. That was the first time But there was curiosity. Maybe not from the masses, but from enough. What I want to say is you probably have more evidence than you realize that people are already listening to what you have to say. You just discredit yourself every single time that you speak. And you think that it's gonna, that it would look a certain way for people to be able to actually listen to you. Like, oh, we should all be like Ed Milet for people to take us seriously. Um, Ed Milet started somewhere. He began speaking at one point and we weren't there. The same way that you are trying to practice this new thing, you're probably discrediting the fact that there's already people listening to you right now that you've discredited. Or you think that, oh, I'll never forget my buddy, Ashley. My buddy, Ashley Johnson, um, she's one of my Maryland buddies. She said, "If you had five hundred, if you have, if you walked into a room with five hundred people, okay, if you walked in a room with five hundred people and you had to get up and you had to speak in front of them, you would feel nervous, okay? A room of five hundred people, a room of fifty people, you would walk in and you would you would feel like okay, like you're not going to just show up." And just talk to like 50 people and, and not prepare for something. Like, if you said, Hey, I want you to talk for 50 people, you would prepare. You would prep. You would have something ready to give these people in that size of a room. And you would feel the tension of speaking to a room of 50 people. You would feel the tension of speaking to 500 people. You would feel the tension of that. You would feel so much tension speaking in front of a 1,000 people. Trust me, I've done it. It's, 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 it's not easy to look at. 1000 faces in the room. I think I've spoken in front of like 3000 people in the room. It's tension. It's tension. Do you want to know something? You don't treat the people on your platform the same way that you would treat and prepare for those people that are that would be in your presence. It's like you somehow separate the fact that these are also people, that the people that you're already, that are already listening to you, that are already watching what you're doing, you discredit it, you discredit it, you discredit it, you think it's supposed to look another way. No, no, no. This is the beginning. This is the beginning of where you're trying to go. This is the beginning of of using your voice. If you can't speak to 50 people, you can't speak to 50,000 people. So you better get ready with the 50, 50 that you've got, okay? You got to stop acting like it's insignificant. It's significant. You have to practice talking to the people that are already present. You have to already begin using that muscle. You have to extend it. You have to give yourself the chance. I literally have been working on this muscle for five years, and I keep messing up, and I keep getting better, and I keep hesitating, and I keep sharing, and I keep doubting it, and then I keep owning it. This is a process of developing a muscle, okay, And you have to be all right with that process in order to find and to discover and use your voice, okay? You can't find your voice if you're always in your head. These are two separate things. You got a mind, you got a voice. They're separate. These are vocal cords. (laughs) This is your brain. (laughs) These are two separate entities. They're working together. But if you're just in your head, doubting yourself, doubting what people are going to say, scared, constantly thinking, overthinking, thinking, 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 endless thinking, you are not going to be able to speak. You're not going to be able to talk because your thoughts are going to choke hold your voice. Okay. I understand it can feel very overwhelming. You've got to find a way to cut through that. Maybe it's taking your thoughts, getting them written down on some notes, making notes along those notes. Remember the goal is to start figuring out what is sticking with you. If you have something to say, why do you need to say it? start figuring out why it matters, why you want to say it. If you feel like you've got something that you want to share, that you feel called, if you want to talk, if you want to get people to listen, why? Why? Start creating and, and, and writing down and speaking and practicing about the why. Don't worry about how it comes out. That's how you develop it. But if there's meaning, if there's deep meaning – that's where the focus needs to be, not on overthinking every single part of it to death over and over and over. If you are constantly in your head, you will not be able to talk. I promise you. I guarantee it. I will put money on it. When the when we're so consumed in our thoughts and we're not actually using the muscle of speaking and communicating those thoughts, we're going to get clogged up every single time. And it is going to kill creativity. It's going to kill you this process of you developing what you need to focus on and do. And last but not least, the best. You cannot find your voice when you care about the voices of others more than your own. You will never be able to find your voice if you care about the voices of others more than your own. You want to talk? You want to you speak? You want to make an impact? You want people to hear you? You have got to wrestle down the fact that if you want to cut through you cannot wake up and be allowing the voices of others, their judgments, their supposed judgments, what they say, what they don't say. I used to get so hung up on what people would say or not say to me. I would get so hung up. I would create something and I would put it out there and I'd have people that would go crazy about it and it would be people that I didn't ever anticipate it. And then I would have people that I thought a million percent would would say things and they didn't say anything. <laughs> the message needed to come out regardless. Don't get so tangled up in the fear of what others will say or not say. They're going to say it or not say it anyway. And I don't think when you get to the end of your life, you're going to be sitting there going, oh man, I wish I cared more what people thought. I don't think you're going to think it. I think you're going to regret every every time you hesitated. I think you're going to regret every single time that you held back, that you questioned, that you doubted yourself, and that you didn't live out the fullest life that you could with what you felt called and compared to, uh, compelled to share. I think that's going to haunt you way more than what, what you think people would have thought of you when it comes to the end. We're all going to have to walk that line. We're all going to have to walk that road. And I'm not about you, but I have a new uh, renewed sense of purpose in that I know that I'm supposed to speak in these next next years of my life and it is my duty to communicate. I know that I need to speak. I know that I'm called to speak. I know that I am talked that that this is the path for me and I need to use my voice. Look, right there as I was talking I messed up. I I, I messed up my thoughts. Like as I was speaking in real time I stumbled over my words. Do you not take me you do you take me less seriously because of what I just said? No. What I'm saying to you right now is hitting you hard and I'm not even saying it perfectly. What does that communicate? That communicates that where your human, where your humanness ends, that's where God can step in and begin. And he can actually use what you're saying, what you want to do, what you want to create. He can use it where your humanness ends. So your only job is to be responsible to what you feel that you're supposed to do here. That's your only role. The rest of it is up to To him, you just have to be faithful with what you know that you're called to do. And if you're not being faithful with that part, it's going to be really, really, really hard for you to execute this. And I'm telling you, friend, I know, I know for a lot of you, there's past hurt, there's trauma around using your voice. People might have actually, guys, people have actually made fun of the way I speak. People have actually uh, made fun of my accent. They've made fun of the words that I've said and the way that I enunciate. Uh, I have a pretty intense Baltimore dialect. Like not every single one of my words comes out perfectly perfect. And if I get in the Baltimore groove, all of a sudden I start rolling things together and all of a sudden it's going to sound like this and it's going to be all rolled up and Baltimorean and it ain't going to sound like a traditional speaker or a perfect podcaster with the perfect clarity. It's not going to sound like that. It's going to sound like Baltimore going to sound like Baltimore. (laughs) Does that mean that I can't talk? Does that mean I can't speak? Does that mean I can't use my voice the way it's supposed to go when people have told me, oh, you sound weird. I had people tell me I sound weird. Okay, fine. You sound weird too. (laughs) We all sound weird to somebody. Caring what people think about what you have to say more than what you feel that you need to say is a huge problem, friend. Because they're not gonna, so, oh, half of those people that you're worried about probably won't be there even in another year, let alone the end of your life. And once I accepted that and I wrestled down that, I was able to move forward. And if you have been traumatized from the past, I know that if people have experienced trauma in their life, it does actually hinder the ability to speak. I have been through that. I have been through that. I have been fighting through that over the last two years to fight for my voice. Let me tell you something, it is worth you fighting for it. I don't care if you have to get in your car every day. I don't care if you have to scream. I don't care if you have to rehearse stuff. I don't care if you have to listen to music, to start listening to other people's words to feel inspired. I don't care if you have to listen to this episode a hundred times until you can start recognizing that whatever was said over you is not what's what's in you. And whatever spoken at you, spoken over you can never stop what's in you. They might try. They might try to shut you up, but they can't take what's inside. Nobody can unless we give it to them. So today, I really hope that through listening through all of this, that you will recognize that if there is a great voice inside of you, that it's time to bring it out. It's time to talk more. It's time to speak. It's time to cultivate What you have in there so that your people can find you, so that you can get where you're trying to go, so that you can build the vision that you want to see for yourself, so that others can come and be a part of what you're trying to create and can experience. But they need to know who you are. They need to know who you are. They need to be able to hear your voice. They need to be able to say, Oh, I know who that is. I recognize them. They need to trust you. They need to be able to hear through words. We're able to determine so many things about what's available to us. And right now, I really believe people are looking for bold people to be talking, to be communicating, to be showing others that they can do it too. And I really hope that you'll come with me on that journey and that, you know, hey, like I've said before in my past episodes, if I need to go first, that's fine. But I really hope that you'll go first for whoever you're around that you will step up and that you will be able to be the one that is showing the way of how you can begin to use your voice not perfectly. You don't owe explanations. You don't have to go back and dig all these hard things up if you don't want to, but you've got to start practicing. You've got to start talking. I think we're going to be entering a time where bold voices are required. And I know for me, I've wrestled down my fears of people. And I really hope that you'll be able to do that too. The judgment, it's all going to be there but you'll never get where you're trying to go if you're catering to that. And in the end, all you've got is you. (laughs) And I just don't want you to have to live with regret on the hesitations that you had over people, thoughts, perceived or real. And that you can actually get out there and become the great leader, the great person, the great mentor, the great business owner, the great creator that you're meant to be. You've got an amazing voice inside of you. Will you use it? You know, some of you have said for years now that you're going to do this thing. You're going to speak out. You're going to go for it. It's been all talk, 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 that you want to show up, that you have things you want to say, that you want to make an impact. You want to make a difference. You have this inside of you, but it has been the same hesitations for so long out of fear of what people think of you. My friend, if you don't interrupt this pattern, if you don't interrupt this narrative, if you don't actually interrupt this story that you've told yourself around what people are going to think about what your ideas are in the world, please let me stop you and point to how many people get up here shamelessly with no experience, no credentialing, no insights, no past knowledge around a topic, around anything, and yet they get up and they own it. And they're just giving them, because you know why? They're giving themselves a chance you need to give yourself a chance. You won't even give yourself the chance of trying because it has just been time after time after time, months, days, weeks, years. You're telling yourself the same story that nobody cares what you have to say. And you're feeding it to yourself over and over and over and over and over. And now time just keeps passing and passing and passing and passing. You're going to get down to the end. Like I said, you're going to get to the end. What was it all for? what was it all for? Just to second guess yourself all the way through and the hesitating and the hesitating another year, another year, another year, another year. Meanwhile, you've got people out here that have no freaking clue what they're doing with less experience, with less credentialing than you, with less talent than you, with less experience as you, but you'll keep serving yourself up the same excuse. You'll keep serving it up to yourself. Nobody cares what I have to say. Sure. Whatever you say, whatever you say is right. And if you tell yourself your voice doesn't matter, then you're right. If you're going to tell yourself that people are going to judge you, you're right. If you're going to tell you that nobody cares and that this is a waste of your time and who it doesn't even matter, you're right. But what if you're wrong? What if you're so dead wrong? And what if the very thing that you've hesitated to communicate that you've overthought to death is the very thing that's going to actually catapult you to where you're trying to go? Could that also be true? Is that not worth a chance? Is that not worth the chance of using your voice? Is that not worth trying? Is that not worth the risk? Because it might be the very thing that's going to actually move you where you need to go. If one truth can exist, so can the other. And maybe it's time that you interrupt this narrative and that you stop serving yourself up these BS. excuses of "I don't have the experience and all these things and all this stuff, and I don't one cares. It's like, you know, it's just getting old. We're we're on a clock here, man. And uh, I ain't gonna waste my time. I know that I have something that I need to say and I'm gonna use my voice. And it took me the five years to practice to get here. Are you even willing to practice? Are you even willing to practice? Are you willing to give yourself that chance? Because if you're not willing to give yourself that chance, then you can turn this episode off and go do something else. You gotta give yourself a chance i you your story down